Hello, 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 and welcome everybody to our second episode of Fresh Off the Press, presented by Blue Manatee Press. My name is Chase Osborne, I am your host with the most, and I'm proudly the marketing manager for Blue Manatee Press. We have another great guest today, a man who can write, who can illustrate, and who has an interesting affinity for cheese. I'll announce him soon, but first I just want to introduce Blue Manatee Press. We are a press with a purpose. Founded in Cincinnati, Ohio in 2011 by Dr. John Hutton, Blue Manatee Press has been on a mission to create meaningful, enduring books that help bring grown-ups and children together. Owned and helmed by a pediatrician, our team consists of experts in child development, fine art, and children's literature. We proudly publish original children's books that utilize a variety of artistic media and strive to create stories that are both educational and fun, with an emphasis on turning off screens and experiencing the world through hands-on, creative play. We encourage you to go to our website, www.bluemanatypress.com, to learn more about us, as well as learn about our authors and illustrators, and explore our library of fun books to purchase for the little one in your life. Check out some of our renowned titles like our DR, that is Dialogic Reading, and Baby Unplugged Board Book Series, or picture books like Odd Animal ABCs, Wake, Zookeeper, or even our 2019 Fall Kids Indie Next List title, Mr. Pumpkin's Tea Party, which we discussed in the last episode with author and illustrator Aaron Barker. Again, and that is www.bluemanatypress.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube at Blue Manatee Press. Today is October 15th, which means we're all continuing our countdown to Halloween. And what better way should we at Blue Manatee Press continue our celebration than talking about our own spring 2020 indie next list title, Little Monster Trucks Go, written and illustrated by Doug Cinco. Five little monster trucks encounter challenge after challenge on the racetrack. With their amazing driving skills, a few surprising gadgets, and a little teamwork, the trucks are sure to make it to the finish line. But who will get first place? It's the perfect book for all children, ages 4 to 8. Do you like shark-looking trucks? This book has it. Do you like a kitty-looking truck? Well, this book has it. What about a cheese truck? Unique, I know. Well, guess what? This book has it. Personally, it's one of my favorites because I love when the trucks come together to work together for the big surprise at the end. It reminds me of the shows from my childhood. But hey, again, don't just take my word for it. Sally Sue Levine of the Storybook Shop says, quote, Little Monster Trucks Go teaches even the youngest of readers the importance of teamwork. Little people can do big things, especially if they work together, and each of the book's little trucks has special skills. This book is a bright, colorful, fun race where everyone is a winner. You can order your copy of Little Monster Trucks Go today by going to our website www.bluemanityprest.com or by ordering through your local indie bookstore which of course we always do encourage. And of course, our guest today is the father of the year himself, the Chicagoan, he's a princess in the eyes of his daughter, author and illustrator, Mr. Doug Cinco. Enjoy our conversation, everybody. All right, everybody, for today's podcast, we have the author of My Papa is a Princess, My Mama is a Mechanic, and Little Monster Trucks Go, Doug Cinco. Welcome, welcome, Doug. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks thanks for having me. How's it going? Uh, it's going. Busy day today. We have Baby Monster, written by Andrea Pfeiffer and illustrated by Aaron Barker, coming out soon. And yeah, that, look, that looks super, super cute. 
Oh yeah, it's a really cute book, and I was trying my best to get as many copies, like ARC copies, out to reviewers and influencers as I can to get us prepared for publish. Nice. But we're so excited to have you on. Again, for people who don't know, Doug Cinco is the author and the illustrator of Little Monster Trucks Go, which was our big spring release. Uh, it's one of my favorites from the <laughs> inventory nice. of Blue Manti books that I've read through. I personally like the monster bot at the end. Or, yeah, like the big truck bot. The, it kind of reminded me of, like, growing up watching Power Rangers when they all yeah, come yeah, together. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very Voltron. I was more a Voltron. Uh, there you go. I didn't even <laughs> think about that, but, but, yeah, I see that. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of, lot of similar uh, concepts like that out there. I like that. So, overall, what was your inspiration for Little Monster Trucks Go? Uh, I, def- I mean, definitely, you know, growing up uh, as a kid, it's... it's you know, the Transformers, you know, I grew up with the cartoons and the toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tra- like Transformers and Micro Machines were, were some of my favorites. I don't, I don't know if you remember those, uh, but they're kind of like little, you know, just like little mini cars that were just like really detailed. Some of them, the, the doors opened up um, and like the, the hood and you could see the engine inside. So are you um, a car person or? You know what? It's funny. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I, I was a, as a kid. <laughs> Yeah, I I was as a kid, and then and then yeah, not not anymore. It's kind of wild because same for me. Like I grew up collecting Hot Wheels, but as I've grown up, I've realized most cars aren't Hot Wheels, so it's just <laughs> right. not, not as fun unless you can somehow get your hand on a Lamborghini or something. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, yeah. And I live in Chicago, so I barely you know barely. Oh yeah, have to what drive is a car? Any, right anywhere. Right. right. <laughs> So, What's your next I one? Ha- I have monster one. trains? <laughs> Maybe that's, that's not a, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, keep it personable. <laughs> <laughs> right. So another big series that you have that you've written and have illustrated for is your "My Papa Is a Princess" and "My Mama Is a Mechanic" books. Very influential, I think. As a guy reading it, you know, it, it kind of breaks down that toxic masculinity by saying it's okay to, like, play dress up or to uh, essentially be this princess to your daughter. Like, if sure. anything, that makes you more of a figure to your child. And I personally love that. What was your inspiration for that? Was that personal experience or? Oh, de- definitely. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, that's, that's uh, you know, 100% just just spending time with my daughter. I think I, I wrote it when she was around three. Wow. And then, you know, at, at that, at that age, you're just kind of everything, you know, to, to your daughter and she'll, you know, she'll dress you up and, <laughs> you know, she does, she doesn't question it, you know, so yeah. no, no need to, to question it. And, you know, it's just all the, about all the different roles that you mm-hmm. have and how she sees them, just everything. It's, you know, just all about having, having fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed the, my mama's mechanic because uh, growing up, my dad wasn't super involved my childhood so my mom was like my mom and my dad you know she we go outside and play toss she was the red starting pitcher for me you know Uh, yeah yeah you know exactly like she would like work like fix my bike or something that happens she's a mechanic Um, right exactly uh, i could very personally relate to the my mama book and i thoroughly enjoyed that one i just want to personally say thank you for creating that because it's a book that like i want to give her for mother's day you know well you can (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I will now. <laughs> I will now. <laughs> Talking about like how your daughter would dress you up and such, I used to volunteer for a program called Respite. Parents with children with disabilities could drop off their kids at our church for 
two or three hours and they could go take a break, a, a little respite, go on a date. And so I had a little buddy named Caleb who, man, he liked to run. <laughs> and uh, they assigned me to him because they thought I had like the most energy to keep up with him. And I spent the whole time running around. But the one time, and, and he was the most adorable kid. Um, he was awesome loved uh lightning mcqueen but man he loved going to the dress-up department and painting yeah. my fingernails and <laughs> like putting a wig on me and stuff and he just like really enjoyed doing that and you know you could just tell the joy the happiness that he had from doing that and then of course all the other kids were coming around like oh i want to paint his nails or i want to do his eyebrows or something so i i got the whole makeover every time but uh Nice. Yeah, it's nice. just a humbling experience, and it's something I have no problem doing. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. And uh, me and Aaron, we had talked about how when I was growing up, I would go over to my grandparents, and me and my sister would play Prince and Princess Tea Time. And that's kind of how Mr. Pumpkin relate to me in a sense. But, like, I can't wait to do that with my own kids one day. Like, dress up and, like, have a tea time together or oh, Prince and Princess. That kind of stuff definitely, excites yep. me. So, right. being a father, how has that influenced your art overall? Both in illustration and storytelling itself. Uh, I mean, uh, it definitely, you know, just spending time, you know, with, with my daughters where, where a lot of my ideas come from. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, she'll, she'll just say something, uh, just a, that is so kind of off the wall, you know, every now and then. Right. And, and it's just, just like, I'm like, that's a, that's a book right there. That just that <laughs> one little thing, you know, that, that you said, yeah. it's, it's just like a, such a, a great idea for something. And, and it, it's interesting as she, as she gets older, mm -hmm. um, she's seven, she's seven now and it just, it just changes it. it <laughs> you know, kind of keeps keeps evolving, you know, and and kind of kind of coming up with ideas for for books for older kids now, just kind of based on on her age. One uh, day it's about it's, hugging it's really a teddy bear, yeah. and the next day it will be about uh, philosophy. You know, she's, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna keep getting more cognizant of what's going on, and yeah, one day it's gonna be <laughs> I want sweet tarts, and the next day it's gonna become like, hey, uh, can I have Galileo's theory on? <laughs> uh whatever nonsense but yeah kids say the darnest things <laughs> right <laughs> and, and uh, right. that's actually really funny to me how a lot of your books and your concepts develop from what your kids were saying so what do monster trucks go that was more mm -hmm. so your own like getting in touch with yourself as a kid or did your daughter yeah, still yeah, have definitely. a inspiration yeah uh, i mean she yeah she definitely you know she inspired just the fact that uh-huh the the book I just I decided to make a, a you know children's book is is all inspired by her, mm -hmm. um, but the that particular idea you know came from when I was a kid and wanting to relive that a little bit mm -hmm. and um, yeah just you know the the things with you know, going back to the the micro machines and how the tracks are and I wanted you know a lot of the spreads to be able to see all the tracks and yeah. where you know, where the trucks were going. And, and so the kids could kind of follow the, the paths, yeah. um, you know, and cause that's one of my daughter's favorite things to do. If, if there was <laughs> ever a, you know, somebody walking in a book and they had like the, the dotted line behind yeah. them, you know, just she would every, it. every time she would have to follow it. We'd have to stop and we'd have to follow it. And I, you know, it's like, what, let's just do that. And, you know, it's just kind of a fun part to see how they're going and see where they're, they're at in the, on the book and 
you know each spread who's in the lead and yeah and all that. yeah it's it's these little details when i read them that i don't even think about but i'm sure when you have a kid like kids just pick up on these little details Mm-hmm. And it, it's almost yeah. amazing. To, I think I read a study one time, right? That kids, young developing children are better problem solvers than like adults. And I oh, fully I, believe, I believe it. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Like they notice the most minute details and they're right. so great at problem solving and like figuring out puzzles. Uh, my little brother, I will never forget when my little brother was only five or six years old, really into Legos. And that kid's a genius. Um, he just graduated high school, like magna cum laude. He's a very smart kid, loves puzzles. He was only five or six years old. And my dad had taken us to his uh, his work where he was the IT supervisor. It was on a Saturday. He had to bring us in because they were having some kind of network issue. And we sat there for like six hours that day. It just felt so long. That was back when like the only game that we could play on the computers too was either pinball or uh, we had this little elf bowl, which was a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, we're trying to entertain ourselves with pinball or elf bowl for six hours. And my dad and his employees, like they cannot figure out what's going on. Uh, They keep looking at a circuit board, thinking that there's an issue there. And then finally, my little brother walks up to it and says, that looks out of place, pointed at it. And sure enough, it was. I kid you not, this actually happened. Six hours later, all it took was my little brother to go up to it. Problem solved. Oh, they were embarrassed. They were impressed. And he, he uh, looked at it for not even five seconds. He, he, he took right. one look at it and said, that looks out of place. The kid right, is a nice. genius. He taught himself Japanese. Like, oh, wow. Very proud of him. He He's slightly smarter than me. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Did they give him a job that, that day? They should have. <laughs> they should have. I can definitely see him. I think right now his freshman year of college, which is a weird year to be in college. I feel bad for him. Oh, um, yeah. I think he's still exploratory. I could totally see him being some kind of like software engineer or uh, computer engineer. He's just got the talent for it. Meanwhile, I'm a history major. So uh, my parents didn't evenly distribute the brains in a family, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Who's doing the podcast though, huh? Exactly. You know, <laughs> right. I got more of the creativity in me, so I'll take it. <laughs> right, right. So uh, do you have any other interests or hobbies besides, you know, just creating art? Uh, I mean, art's, art's a big one between right. between the kid and, and art that takes <laughs> up. It takes up most most of my time. Uh, let me look uh, at my schedule know. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I I do I love playing video games. Yeah. Um, I love you know sometimes just getting out, going for for a walk. Uh, yeah. You, know, do you have like any dogs or pets? I I don't. My daughter would would love one. <laughs> so she she is she is really into cats. Oh okay. Um, that that's that was definitely it was it was her pick for the cat truck. In, in my little monster trucks go that's kind of i love that her, her choice to have a, have a cat truck and um she loves cats but my, my wife's allergic so oh. i don't know if that's if that's ever ever gonna happen but we'll uh see what we can do so, no yeah no no pets some someday yeah you could get yourself a cat and like uh, a little harness and a leash and you can be that you know that family that walks the cat and the yeah. sidewalk together that's nothing weird about it don't worry <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So it's nope. actually funny. Our neighbor, <laughs> he, so he just, uh, he he and his wife have a dog of like 13, 14 years. Uh, he always wanted a dog growing up, but his parents, because they didn't want a dog, had him convinced that he was allergic to dog hair. Oh. So he lived most of his life wanting a dog 
and not having one because he thought for sure he was allergic. But turns out he wasn't, so good for him. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so video games, that's yeah. it? That's like your only really like, extra uh, yeah, hobby I mean, aside from being you know, a dad? I, I mean, I love reading. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I'm into uh, graphic. I've been reading a lot of graphic novels lately. Oh, what what are you um, reading right now? I, I just finished the uh, the Prince and the Dressmaker, mm. um, and I'm going through some some more. You know, I, I have to kind of read some grown up stuff too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. some some. Yeah. Um, Surrounded so by I, two I, main I, kids books right now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right, you gotta you gotta break it up. Sometimes. I feel that right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been reading through Saga. Uh, okay, too. Sa- sagas Saga's really good. Yeah, just all kinds of stuff. Try to try to mix it up. Try to you know not just create, but you gotta bring some some stuff in too. You know, right. a bit of creativity. Right. I I just gotta say my favorite, I guess, like anime graphic novel. I love Attack on Titan. Oh, that's a good one. That's Sometimes good one. people will be like, "Hey, that's pretty mainstream." I'll say, "I don't care." Great story, great plot, fantastic show, and you know, manga to read. I yeah. love it. I love it. Do you ever have like an issue with uh, when you're trying to create a story, you start realizing maybe you got a little too inspired by something you read? Because I like to write short stories and novels, and sometimes I'll sit back like, "Oh, that's a great story," and then I look at it, I'm like, "Huh, I've read this before." <laughs> uh, I mean, there's there's been times where where I think I had a really good idea, and I and I like Google it and thought, yeah. you know saw that it exists already. If I if I read it or not, you know, and that that's tough when you think you have a really good idea, but, <laughs> right? But it's it's out there, and you're like, ah, I gotta gotta come up with something else. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your favorite book of all time? I think uh, probably my my favorite, kind of going back to the the graphic novels mm-hmm. um i love lone wolf and cub okay have you, have you ever read that one it's a i have old not Japanese but i know people manga. who have yeah from the 70s it's kind of it's a long ongoing series mm-hmm. and uh it's just it's about a samurai and his and his son and um it's, just, it's, just, that it's awesome it's it's yeah. really good. definitely not you know not children uh right right appropriate <laughs> For, for you adults out there listening, <laughs> right. here's a suggestion. That, that's, that's my favorite. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that that's definitely my favorite. That's that's one. You know, it's it's rare that I go back and reread mm-hmm. stuff that I've already read. I'm always looking to read you know, new, right. new books. And that's that's one that I could just keep rereading. I like over that. And over. That's, that's unique. I'll have to yeah. go and read that. Uh, I think to me, that's one of the beauty of Japanese manga or anime. They can seemingly be endless. They just mm-hmm. live on and on. And I think they pass down so well generation to generation too. Yeah, def- definitely. When I was a kid, we had Full Metal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. You know, I tried watching it again here as an adult. I was like, wow. I don't know how I watched that as a kid. I find it kind of boring. <laughs> but they made a remastered for the new generation of kids, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And wow, that's a great series. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that one. I'm like, huh. It's the same series, but completely different. It's really weird. Very right. weird. I love how they pulled it off. You know, maybe I should uh, suggest to uh, Blue Man Press that we start doing like kids graphic novels. Huh? I don't know how yeah. we pull that uh, off that, exactly, but they are out they're, there. They're out there. There's, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of them. Like Prince and the Dressmaker. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, that's that's 
perfect for that's what i've been reading with with my daughter a mm-hmm. lot it, and for her like she she enjoys the graphic novels because there's like just enough words mm-hmm. you know but not too many words it's not right. overwhelming to her and she's it yeah able still able to follow the story even if she doesn't get every every word mm-hmm. um and it's yeah it's, it's i think it's like the n- perfect you know next step for for people for kids that are learning to read yeah it's almost like it yeah it's that great step between picture book and chapter books that when i was a kid i wasn't really given that option you know i went straight from corduroy to charlotte's web or juni right or something (laughs) graphic novels you know you you can turn honestly like a written book that may only be 10 pages into a 100 page book right they're right. they're these big exploring journeys they're so immersive yeah I, I think it'd be really great for blue manatee to look into potentially trying to add on a graphic novel for that maybe ages mm, like five six up to like eight or nine also it's a big trend right now like anime is becoming a big thing again in pop culture um, graphic novels are just selling out at bookstores. Yeah, they're for they're fun. You yeah, know, graphic exactly. novels are, are a lot of fun. Exactly. Yeah, you know? it's like a book and or it's like a movie and a book. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. What is your favorite father moment of all time? Uh, besides when your kid was born. <laughs> uh, well, I think there was there was a time when she was in kindergarten, mm-hmm. and they did they actually had all the all the kids in the class. Um, make picture books okay. all, you know just got pa- page you know stapled yeah. together some pages and they each you know my daughter's was was cat a cat book of course <laughs> of course right <laughs> and um and uh they had a little they had them all make their books and they had a presentation you know all the kids stood up and read read their book mm-hmm. and at the end they all got caldecott stickers <laughs> <laughs> put a, put nice. on the front. That's fun. And uh, that that was that was a really that was a really cool you know cool moment. Had you already become a published author by this moment or? Yep. Yep. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, a little proud father moment there. Your daughter got the Caldecott. Yep. There yep. you go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, did you always she... want to write children's books or do you want to branch out you know, write I, more I think... adult novels or preteen young adult fiction? I, you know, that's a, that's a great question. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Like I, I really, you know, my, my writing, I was definitely an illustrator first, mm-hmm. you know, and then my books would kind of the, the words would go along with the illustrations. Right. And so I really, I can't imagine, you know, the people that, that can write novels. I just, I don't have that many words <laughs> in in my head. Right. You know, so so I don't I'm I'm not sure. I don't see going novel route, but maybe maybe graphic novel. Maybe more, you know, definitely yeah. something with, with more pictures to it. Yeah, I mean get bored and start sketching something out. Just, you know, make sure you keep in mind the person who gave you this great idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course, I'll give you a cut. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll be counting that money because I know that you'll be making that money with that graphic novel. Uh, yeah. They, they are so popular right now. I wish yeah. I had artistic talent. I have none. I could maybe draw a stick figure if I'm lucky. And with how bad I shake with my essential trimmers, I can't draw a straight stick figure. That's for sure. Uh, a little more rounded. How they uh, end up that's, looking. A, that's okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's all right. But I'm finalizing what I think is a pretty good long novel that I've written. So. Oh, nice. I, I may be submitting it and seeing... Uh, 
what an editor thinks of it. I'm pretty excited for it. It's a nice historical fiction novel about a pilot during World War II. And I think it's come together pretty well. I'm pretty excited for it. That is is very cool. Would it make a graphic novel, though? It could, actually. It it very well could. It could easily be converted to that. I would just have to take a lot of the filler words out, which is possible because that's one of the beauties of graphic novels. You don't need like the action description paragraphs because you can see it. You know, you don't need three paragraphs talking about the setting, you know, the exact field that, you know, so-and-so is in at the moment and what they're looking at because the reader can see it. So it's very possible to turn it into a graphic novel. Why why are you uh, looking to collab? (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I don't, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It could be fun. <laughs> send it over. All right. Yeah, I'll send you a draft just to even read if you want to, if you're into that kind of stuff. Sure. Sure. There was a great uh, graphic novel my daughter and I just read on uh, the Great Chicago Fire. That, that wow. Was, you know, that was really cool. And it, it was just because just you could see, um, you know, like they had, they had the Chicago map. Yeah. And where, where our house is, you know, in the... It, like a, in the map and how close the fire got to our wow. house and how much of Chicago was destroyed. And it, it's cool. Like, I think it's a great way to, you know, tell history get, and tell get stories. History. Like yeah, that. Ab- yeah, absolutely. Oh, a hundred percent. As a history major with my focus being in American history, I'd considered being a history teacher. I think one of the biggest sins of history in the classroom is that it's just, it's not engaging. I think that we've found a way to make history boring for kids. It's names and dates. That's what people say. Right. Graphic novels could be such a great way to teach kids at an early age of history. You know, they can look at it in a fun way, but it's immersive. It can get the kid in the scene. Ah, I believe that there's an entire series that you could make out of just telling history out of uh out of a graphic novel that could work really oh, well and hopefully get a kid interested in history at such a young age that yeah, would make de- me definitely. happy <laughs> right yeah it's a good, it's placing you know people in there and getting to know the people versus just yeah just the facts and figures yeah you know, it's it's um yeah and that makes it makes it more memorable yeah so they're uh, yeah so finally because uh we're coming up on half an hour now how did you <laughs> It's one of my favorite characters I think I've read in general because it's so unique. <laughs> How did you create the cheese truck? And uh, why is it your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, the, the cheese truck, it, I mean, I, so, so for all the, all the trucks, I kind of, I kind of wanted them to um, be a little more gender neutral, mm-hmm. you know, other, yeah. other than I think Sir Smash is the only one that's, <laughs> that's like definitely a, a boy truck. So, uh, you know, I was was just kind of just thinking of a bunch of ridiculous ideas and I wanted like one really ridiculous truck, you know, just, uh, the, the cheese seemed like a, a good, a good choice. And I'm, I'm, you know, (laughs) I live not too far from Wisconsin. My wife's from Wisconsin and they love cheese in Wisconsin. So (laughs) you ever been to the cheese castle just outside Uh, of Milwaukee? Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) You can't, can't not go to the cheese castle if you go buy it. Loved it. it. Smells <laughs> awful, but I loved it. Oh, it smells good. No, I disagree <laughs> with that. I wish I. I'm not big. I'm not that big of a cheese person. Like when uh, I yeah. get a charcuterie board, I'm gonna be super boring. I'll get like gouda and cheddar. <laughs> like what Limburg well, cheese, right? Is that what it is? Like the one that's super stinky. Uh, yeah, Limburger. Yeah, Limburger. Yeah, nope. Not not even gonna attempt to taste that. 
Well, that's, uh, you know, you're going to have to branch out. I guess so, but I love food. I'll eat just about anything, but I'm also very much a, I taste with what I smell too. And cheese just turns me away. It's repulsive at times. (laughs) (laughs) But I do like a mountain of cheese, like on my spaghetti and, and salad and such. It really depends, you know, the more typical cheese that you buy in store, Parmesan, mozzarella, cheddar, I'm totally fine with those. Right. When you start getting creative. And it looks like a <laughs> big clustered ball of mold. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from that. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite That's type of a, cheese? <laughs> I, you know, I like I like mixing it up. I don't, okay. I don't think there's a uh, – I, I see there's not too many bad cheeses out there. I think they all have, have a place. <laughs> I'd say you found the right wife, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. Combine you got to mix it cheese. up. You gotta... That's right. Try, yeah, try try different things. <laughs> Love that. All right, so there is a little game that I want to debut here on the Fresh Off the Press podcast, oh, and I'm going to call it Field the Pressure. So I know that you really, you know, you wanted an idea of questions and topics that we're going to talk about. I guess to, you know, prepare yourself, understandably. Well, it's time to hit you with uh, questions that you weren't prepared for Uh-oh. in rapid succession. Okay. Just a, a quick answer. Quick questions, quick answer. So that way you feel the pressure. Yep. You ready for these? Yep. All right. What is your favorite movie? Uh, the Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Great movie. What is your favorite book? Uh, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. If I was going picture book, I would I would say um, Boats for Papa is, is one okay. of my favorites. Okay. All right. Uh, what is your favorite character, movie, or book of all time? uh favorite character i kind of like beetlejuice beetlejuice that that's a fun one i'm I'm a little more boring i like atticus finch i think atticus ugh, i can't talk right now i think atticus finch is my favorite character of uh, all time that's, yeah that's a good one lord of the rings or harry potter lord of the rings great choice pineapple on pizza yes or no oh absolutely absolutely see look we could be friends easily <laughs> <laughs> favorite type of pizza like if you were to order a pizza right now Favorite type, I'd probably go with uh, Chicago uh, deep dish. Like uh, uh, Pequod's a lot. That's my that's my favorite pizza place in Chicago. Okay, that's different from the typical like Giordano's or something like that. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's actually pan. It's not uh, uh, pan style. Not typical Chicago deep dish, but uh, see, yeah, I don't Pequod's really like the, the Chicago deep dish. I don't know if that's like a sin to say that around you. <laughs> <laughs> or any Chicagoans out there, but to be fair, no one understands our chili spaghetti. So, <laughs> uh, hamburgers or tacos? Oh, hamburgers. Mm, I think tacos are better. Fast that's food. A, that's of a choice. tough one. It is. That's a, that's a tough. That's tough. Fast food of Fast choice. Food of choice. Yeah. Uh, I go with uh, Portillo's. Oh, Chicago. interesting. Yeah, you're you're very true to your Chicago roots, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite so. game to play with your kids. Favorite favorite game uh well i'd say hide and seek hide and seek okay yeah yeah go hide and seek you don't try to kick their butts in like uh mario kart or oh yeah or smash bros or something like that smash brothers we do play (laughs) we do play some smash brothers (laughs) (laughs) try not to go too easy on them right right they gotta learn uh favorite vacation destination uh i've i've never been to japan i'd I'd love to go to japan oh me too i would love to uh, Friends or Seinfeld? Uh, Seinfeld, definitely. Great choice. All right, Mr. Chicagoan, add this one in because I'm curious. Michael Jordan or LeBron James? 
Oh, come on. No, no. Obviously, LeBron James, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would have to say Michael Jordan. Good. good. That's good to hear. Orange juice or apple juice? Orange juice. Great choice. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Mm, excellent choice, too. Favorite type? Oh, whoa. I already asked. Favorite type of cheese? You don't have a favorite type. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. I don't if you could only eat time. one cheese for the rest of your life, you had well, to pick one. I'd probably one. just go Swiss. I'd probably go like standard Swiss. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. All right. Well, that ends the feel the pressure. Did you feel it? It did. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doug, I, I just want to thank you for uh, being our second guest on the Fresh Off the Press podcast. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun as well. Everyone out there, check out all of Doug Cinco's books uh, published by us at Blue Manatee Press by going to our website, bluemanateepress.com. Again, I have to personally recommend My Mama is a Mechanic because that's relatable to me. But Little Monster Trucks Go, it's a great book for kids of really any age between like two up to eight. You know, and it doesn't matter like boy or girl. I I think that they're all going to love it. It's a fun little uh, monster truck racing book and... And uh, any last words you want to say about Doug? If you want to sell yourself here? Oh man, I, I, I uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, final feel the pressure moment, you know. <laughs> I just choked. I just it's choked. all right, you know. <laughs> we can't all be Michael Jordan, right? Right, right. <laughs> for the for the final thing that I choked on, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> support your local support your local bookstores oh i love that yes especially right now very yep. necessary wow you hear that people how could you not go buy a doug cinco book right now uh, that was so selfless he wasn't trying to sell himself he's selling you to go buy books from the local bookstore love that all right well yeah thank you very much i appreciate having you on yep, thank you yeah and uh i hope uh to have you on again here in uh Maybe a couple months we can pick up on other topics. That sounds great. All right. Great. Thank you very much. How great is Doug? I feel like he's someone I could really just hang out with on a weekend, maybe read or watch some anime with. That's the kind of guy I want to hang out with. (laughs) I think the most fun and interesting part to me was when he told us how involved his daughter was with creating his stories. And as she continues to grow older, perhaps his content will grow with her as well. That's honestly very beautiful. Or what about how I gave him an opportunity to sell himself in a final pitch on the spot, and he instead took the opportunity to encourage you to support local indie bookstores? I absolutely love that. It just shows how selfless and how much of a class act Duxinko is. Especially during these uncertain times. I think the most surprising fact of the day for me was learning that Doug doesn't prefer the deep dish Chicago pizza. <laughs> that's like a that's like a Cincinnati in here saying, eh, I don't like chili spaghetti. Yeah, I thought that was a sin. I'm curious what your favorite moment or fact is. Please reach out to us on our social media and connect with us. Let me hear you. I'd love to talk with you. One last time, if you'd like to order your copy of Little Monster Trucks Go or any book of Dog Cinco's, if that's uh, My Papa is a Princess or My Mama is a Mechanic, you can find them at our website at www.bluemanityprest.com.
I hope everyone enjoyed our second episode of Fresh Off the Press presented by Blue Manatee Press. We will be releasing new episodes to you wherever you like to listen to podcasts, whether if it's Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, or even Stitcher, on the 1st and 15th of every month. Make sure to follow us on those platforms, and hey, give us a like if you enjoyed this episode. Likes help us out a lot with discoverability as a new podcast show. Of course, we encourage you to follow us and connect with us on all of our social media like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us at Blue Manatee Press. New videos as well as podcast uploads are available on our YouTube. Look up Blue Manatee Press on YouTube. On Sunday, November 1st, we will be having debut author Andrea Pfeiffer on our show to talk about her upcoming picture book, Baby Monster, releasing November 17th, and you can pre-order a copy today. I'm your host, Chase Osborne, and this is our second episode of Fresh Off the Press, presented by Blue Manatee Press. I hope you loved it. I know I did, and I'll see you again on the first.